0: You're tuning to the sports. Welcome in to the Outspoken Sportscast, episode number 133, Talks on Tuesday, NBA Free Agent Tracking Edition. We got a good show for you this afternoon, talking about the free agent updates, the Demarius Thomas news that came out today, Brittany Griner, maybe the biggest slump in baseball ever, and some NHL news right after this. Welcome back. Episode 133. My name is Craig. That's Brian. We're going to cover talks on Tuesday, cover some headlines, some NBA free agent updates, um, where we think maybe Harden and DeAndre Ayton, the couple big names that are still out there. Uh, We've got uh, some news on Demarius Thomas that broke this afternoon. uh, After the autopsy, Brittany Griner sends a letter to America and... Some other stuff. Brian, how you doing this afternoon?
1: Pretty good. I got off work pretty early today, so it was, uh, it's nice for a, for a change. Yes, sir. So uh, the NBA free agent tracker,
0: um, we had TJ Warren sign with Brooklyn. He signed a one-year deal. So that kind of means that they're trying to fill the void for Kyrie fill in the point guard spot they're trying to move on and so basically that's going to steal Kyrie's
1: fate um so yeah. there's no way they can bring Kyrie back him and Steve Nash don't 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 work yeah no it's it's pretty much a a, a wash deal and TJ Warren is a guy that's come on the scene really the last couple of years now this last year he he did, he only played 4 games because of an injury um, but other than that, he's he's busted out with average about 18 19 points a game. So, guy can, yeah, without without Kevin Durant and Kyrie, the Nets are basically kind of nothing unless they well, get a big package as they don't back. Get but... rid of,
0: as long as they don't get rid of Ben Simmons, then Simmons and and uh, <clears throat> TJ can can you know, one and two combine yeah. with each other. And they're probably um, going to
1: get a big package back for Kevin Durant and hundred percent. They're
0: I mean, they, when they said today, they're looking for a, a, an NBA All Star plus a plethora of picks. So you're going to get at least one more All Star, one more starter from both of them. Probably you get one starter for Durant and one starter for for Kyrie. So
1: they're they're going to be okay. It'll probably be Russell Westbrook from the Lakers. <laughs> For for they, a They, they say
0: that the Nets have they say the Nets have turned that down. I don't know if that's true or not, but they say the Nets have turned that down. I read this morning that um Jimmy Butler had put on his Instagram that um uh they had traded for um the guy from Utah, the other guy from Utah. Um but I don't think that's I couldn't find it anywhere else.
1: You talking um Donovan guard, Mitchell.
0: Donovan Mitchell. They had traded for Mitchell, but I couldn't find it anywhere else, so I didn't put it in there. Um but I mean it was on it was on Butler's IG. So Patrick says, Let's have a good show, boys. I will be listening. I will be on, but listening. So you won't have the depth of my sharp analysis.
1: (laughs) uh. Well, thanks there, Patrick. Thank you. All right. We appreciate you listening. um,
0: you got two big names that are really still out there in Harden and Aiton. Harden is supposed to meet with the 76ers. They say that deal can be done in the next 24 hours. Aiton, on the other hand, there's really been no... Phoenix hasn't said anything. It's just gone radio silent ever since the 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 season ended and they didn't offer him the max deal it's just basically gone silent they haven't there hasn't been any word that they're giving him away but there hasn't been any word that they're signing him either
1: so so with deandre aiden the they're talking about today on 105.3 the fan and you're right there has been no no feel of where he could go. But the feeling is that he is is going to leave Phoenix. They say that's the way the odds are leaning that they will trade him somewhere. We, there's been no rumors, though, exactly right, of kind of where he's going to go. One, um, I think the only way Phoenix – keeps him is max max him out if they if they max
0: him out then then i think he stays yeah. but other than that if they don't offer him a max deal i think he wants out
1: i think there's a disconnect there um 100 I, I, I he doesn't think...
0: feel he doesn't feel respected he doesn't feel wanted he doesn't feel like he's part of the team um i think that that i think there's been a lot of people that have had trouble playing with chris paul he's an all-star but but i i don't think um there's a lot of people as a teammate as a as a guy in the locker room uh chris paul's not a, a fan favorite or, or a teammate favorite so that could also be the the disconnect there is is
1: playing with paul oh it definitely could be and i you know you hear those stories about chris paul rumored that a lot of guys don't like to play with him that could be part of it there i it's weird with deandre and i think he's a fantastic basketball player i just don't think watching him he's aggressive enough for the ball in his hand that... i
0: think he's a little bit of a prima donna he, yeah. he wants he, the money he, and he wants the deal but he, he wants the attention but he doesn't want to put in the work and 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 get better and and he's a soft
1: him... big man basically yeah he 100 he he percent mm-hmm.
0: he doesn't he loses a lot of rebounds that should be his no matter what um absolutely should be should be you know statistically better than he i mean after games one and two uh against dallas he disappeared. He okay. just went. He was gone. I mean, I hear I was telling you on the show that I thought Aiton was going to just be the and MVP bananas. of the series and go and bananas, bananas on him, and <laughs> and did not did not be the case. Not only did that, he just he just stopped showing up. Um, so that was very surprising. Uh, I think Harden does go back to to Philly, but I mean, with everything that's going on and the Durant deal. Does Harden go and try to get with? Does he try to call Durant and try to hook up with Durant and super team it up? And, and, I mean, there's been rumor that, that, uh, the center from Phoenix, uh, has said, or from Philadelphia, um, Embiid? Embiid has said that he wants Philadelphia to, to exhaust every option to get Kevin Durant. So maybe that's why. Harden is waiting to see if they can get Durant and see if he needs to restructure his contract to to fit Durant in under the under the cap or under the the
1: window. That's interesting. I mean, well, look, it obviously didn't work in in Brooklyn with with Kevin Durant, and maybe maybe that's Kyrie. Maybe that's the drama there that he brought. I honestly don't know if Kevin Durant wants to play with with Kyrie Irving. I know they say they do. But yeah, I don't know. What I mean, it didn't work with Harden in Oklahoma City, so there's I'm no one. I'm just thinking they're saying basically Kyrie to the Lakers is a done deal, and and if he goes so, to the Lakers, yeah, I, I mean, Kevin Durant will not to go, and that's the only team that wants him.
0: Well, Dallas and they say, say Dallas, Dallas, but they don't Phoenix. have what?
1: What do they have to to sign and trade for him? Mean, we got, I mean, yeah, nothing. Mean, mean, I mean, giving mean, away Luca, yeah, he I ain't mean, giving mean, away Luca, so. Uh, Uh, I mean, you can't do a Brunson thing unless you give
0: unless you unless you do Kleba and Powell, you know, type deal.
1: Um, Still, that still no. And then draft picks, you know, we don't have uh, draft picks. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I mean, uh, Mark Cuban is is with his draft picks like the Los Angeles Rams. He just doesn't care for them too much, but yeah, look, he doesn't use them, so he might as well get rid of them. Um, I I can see Kevin Durant going to – I could see him going to the 76ers. I just don't – I just don't, I, I just don't well, Boston, know.
0: Well, Boston and Miami have kind of been the leaders in the clubhouse from what you've heard. You've yeah. heard that they have the best trade packages. Boston has all those picks. Um, and and um, so um, it, it, it's um, it's interesting on how – um, they've decided to to not. There's just no movement. It was it was Kyrie and they were in d- deep talks the other day, and now all of a sudden that's just gone. Yeah. Like the Lakers is is I mean the, it, it's just gone. It's gone dark. That the well, they have not.
1: What what the holdup? What I've what I've read and heard is that the Lakers want Kyrie Irving. And they want Seth uh, Seth Curry for Russell Westbrook, and they don't want to give him Seth Curry. They want to give him a different player, but it, he's a still a good shooter, um, and that's kind of where the holdup is um, with that. As far as and look, I don't think the Lakers can be picky because of the fact that uh, you you can't give Russell Westbrook away. No, and, and that, you have and not been able to. to you've no. you've
0: offered him from. They've gone from we're not trading Russ to trying to give him to anybody mm-hmm. that will be willing to pick up the phone and listen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and they and can't do it. They can't do it. And so, um, I mean, it's basically the the common knowledge in the NBA that Russell Westbrook has washed, that his career is over. And I don't know if that's the case because, I mean, before last year he was averaging a triple-double. So I don't really know that having he... one bad year.
1: When he signed with the Lakers, I knew it was going to work.
0: This no, yeah, no 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 but I'm thinking I don't know if it's just the Lakers <laughs> system that didn't work and caused him to have a bad year or if he really is over the hill.
1: I don't think he's I wouldn't say he's washed. He just it's all about him. He's going to get his get his and that's it. He doesn't work well with the team. He doesn't work well with others. He shoots like 30% from the field or the three-point range. He's not a, he's not a three-point shooter. And in the league if you're not a three-point shooter, if you can't produce on the three-point shot you're really not that important um in today's nba that's just a fact but i just don't know he'll go somewhere and put up numbers but his numbers will never lead to winning that many games
0: yeah Uh, i mean i guess i mean i guess the teams he's been with before averaging the triple doubles they weren't contenders they were maybe a playoff team but they weren't really contenders um, okay, so it came out today that the New York Knicks appear to be in a little bit of heat, hot water, uh, in some trouble over the Jalen Brunson deal. It appears that the Mavericks or the NBA themselves have informed the Knicks that there's going to be some penalty for tampering for the Jalen Brunson thing. Now, to me, yes, it's kind of clear that they. That they, by hiring his dad and and doing some of this other stuff, kind of started the process before the deal. But the NBA has this, this open gray area of, of you can talk to these guys before they're officially the window opens. So I really don't know how you can prove well, that this is tampering. I mean, Brent, uh, I mean, they Brent, didn't Brent do anything keep- different than what some of these
1: other guys have done with this Brunson could go home and eat dinner with his dad and they, you know, you can't (laughs) can't stop that, you know, so hundred percent.
0: Um, so maybe that's what they're getting at is, is, you know, you're having, you're having your business discussions inside your own family, family deal. It gave you an upper hand. Um, I think the Mavs are just, if the Mavs filed this, I think they're just heartbroken that, that, um, Brunson left. They're they're a little bit upset that that they thought they had this was a done deal. They thought they had this in the bag, and then he leaves, and and they're so they're kind of trying to. Because I, I don't think, think the Mavericks get anything. I think maybe the Knicks lose some draft picks or something like that, or he'd find. But it doesn't it doesn't gain the Mavericks anything. I mean, it's not like they're going to get Brunson back. It's not like they're going the NBA is going to come in and void
1: the deal. To to me. It, to me, the, the the Mavericks have had to think that he was coming back because yes, they if they knew he was headed to the Knicks as early as we all thought he was, they could have tried to work out a signing trade. Why would you just let this guy walk out the door and get he nothing for him? You didn't even get a daggum face to face meeting with him. Nope, and maybe that's also some, some Mavericks going. You can't even give some meeting. Well, we're going to file this grievance. So we're going to do this. Nothing's going to come of it. Tampering always happens in the NBA. Nothing comes of it. Nothing will come of this. If they do, it'll be a little slap on the wrist, and we'll move about our business. But here's the thing, and it's and it's so funny because my buddy Ryan Sims, he gets on the podcast on on special occasions. We did the whole draft show with him, or his top forty list or whatever. But he's a big Dallas Mavericks fan and he was talking about how the the, the the New York Knicks fans are just talking trash to Dallas Mavericks fans, and I'm laughing at that because of the fact of this. Two reasons. One, you're the New York Knicks. You used to get superstars to come play for you and play in, in the garden. That was, you used to be able to get whoever you wanted to come there, and now you cleared all this room to get Jalen Brunson a guy that's not a guy that's like maybe the 15th best point guard in the NBA that is laughable basically a backup point guard that's laughable need- um number number 2 this guy you, you first of all when you just paid him all this money his value dropped drastically it's it's not it's this guy is not going to be the guy that's going to lead the Knicks to the promised land.
0: No, you so were the- betting against yourself. I mean, there was no need to go that high. There was no. nobody else that was even going to come close to, and the Mavericks might've gone a hundred million might've. And, and I think the Mavericks did that just to drive up the price to everybody else. I don't think they were really planning on,
1: on going that high. The Mavericks mistake was, was they could have had him in the beginning of the season for four for 55 and then yeah and they said no thank you and i think he kind of felt a little hurt about that and and look he got paid good for him great for him my question to you craig and they were talking about this on 105.3 fans great question i want to see where you kind of feel in on it and you maverick fans out there are you better now than you were last season no, with Brunson gone and Wood and bringing in Woods, no, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, you have
0: you have a little bit better rim presence. You have a little bit better. You've you've maybe solved with McGee and Wood. You maybe solved your rebounding a little bit. You maybe shored that up a little bit. You're not going to get just absolutely destroyed on the boards like like you have been in the past. But I think you lost a ton of scoring. Um, now, maybe, now maybe Luca is what he's supposed to be. If, if Luca is the, the guy that makes everybody around him better and can make wood and can make McGee better than what they've been in the past couple years, then maybe you're a little bit better, but you don't have a backup point guard, unless you use this guy that you just drafted. You don't have very much depth at any position at all. You didn't you didn't expand your bench you didn't expand you lost all these guys that you traded away you say they're nothing you say you gave away nothing for wood but you gave away bodies that can take some minutes in a backup role and and now you don't have that so your depth and your I mean and and is is Kleba and uh Powell are they gonna accept coming off the bench now because they were starters you know I mean nobody's Nobody's talked to those guys and said, "Hey, you willing to willing to take an extra role," and and so we'll see what the camaraderie and the and the team chemistry is with these guys having to take roles.
1: I I, I think you're better, and it's by a fraction. Patrick of a said smidge. they should trade Mark Cuban. You're definitely right. They should trade Mark Cuban, and uh, I I think they're better by a smidge. By a smidge and i say that because the, the presence you're gonna have down low you got a guy in wood that when he you know if, if he shows up with 18 and 10 of uh, luca probably be able to get him a bit more um i think brunson leaving is not too big of a thing you got den woody who could step in for a bigger role if he's consistent enough for that but they were also talking about and patrick with that comment about trademark cuban you're exactly right and i say that because they uh they, the Mavericks, they went over this today. The Mavericks have spent the, the least amount of money in the NBA. And that's sad. We are a big, yeah. we're not a small market. You have small markets spending more money than what Mark Cuban's willing to pay. And that's the problem with the Dallas Mavericks. You have an owner that, and I talked about this. I talked about this after Dallas went to the Western conference and lost. and, and, My fear is that Mark Cuban's going to say, hey, we're good enough. We're good enough to get our team to the playoffs, and that's good enough for me because I'm not willing to spend that money. I'm not willing to to go to the playoffs. Um, Yeah, we're good enough right now to go to the playoffs. We're not good enough to win a championship. We overachieved in the playoffs this last season. Yes. There's no denying that. A couple
0: perfect storms.
1: Yes. Utah Um, fighting amongst
0: themselves and having injuries, and Phoenix
1: just absolutely imploding on themselves. And so, Mm -hmm. and so that's my problem, Mark Cuban. I'm not a Mark Cuban fan. Now, I think Nico Harrison, what he's done so far this first year has been fantastic with the trades. Um, So, I'm interested to see if he can get those free agents here. But so far, going into next season, like I said, a smidge better. But does that mean you're going to go to the Western Conference finals? No. Does that mean you're going to finish in the the fourth seed again? No. Um, if, if If Kyrie Irving goes to the Lakers, the Lakers will be on Vegas probably one of the favorites to win it all they will be better the Lakers will be better the t- portland the t- will be better got because
0: better. Dame's going
1: to play all year mm-hmm. um, t- utah will be, will
0: be utah will come drown because oh, yeah. they
1: lose you know well, um, watch Donovan mitchell i don't think he's going to be in utah next season
0: and that's what i'm saying if they if they I, lose both mitchell and and uh go bear then they're not gonna then they're not the, utah will fall out but then memphis memphis is better memphis
1: um, i think memphis falls off this year they're not going to be a second seed they're going to go down they're probably better they're going to probably fi- they might finish better than mavericks um i i don't see them as a number two seed this year this coming year the warriors are better the warriors are yeah the west the west has gotten a lot better and yeah it's gonna be interesting to see if the Maris can keep up with that. So pace. instead of
0: four, you're probably seven.
1: I mean, you're still in, but yeah, you're probably yeah. seven. So, so we'll but still got some NBA um, stuff to follow and and where the chips may fall. And they're saying, I heard today that Kevin Durant' decision could go well into training camp. So this we might be here a long time waiting to see where he where yeah. he goes. All right. That's about it for the
0: NBA. So the news came out about Demarius Thomas today, and it, the autopsy results have been revealed, and it was revealed that he had stage 2 CTE when he passed away of the seizure at 33 years of age. That, to me, probably what caused the seizure is the medical condition of the CTE. And Demarius Thomas didn't play that many seasons. Um, He didn't have what you would say knowingly had. He wasn't a guy that had numerous concussions, numerous games missed because of concussions, and I know the NFL is trying to do everything they can to make this game safer, but when you have a guy like Damaris Thomas who hasn't missed a lot of games due to injury or head injury or or knowing that he had concussions, and you find out that he has stage two
1: CTE and it and dies very fast after that. he I mean yeah. not too long after you're retired. Yeah. So,
0: what are these guys like Rodgers and and who've played fifteen, 20 years? I mean, obviously they all have it. obviously the, the, there's I mean, the NFL's changed the helmets and changed the the rules of hitting and no crowning of the helmet and none of this and none of that. And you've still got these guys that that don't have any history of severe injury. And, and they, he is stage two CTE. So um, that's got to be scary for the NFL to for this information to come out, that with all the safety protocols you put into effect, here's a guy at 33
1: years of age that that dies
0: because he's got brain trauma.
1: And, and what's really interesting about this is um, – the wide receiver position, right? You don't think of a wide receiver wide receiver position the one that's going to be taking big hits all the time. You, you think when you hear CT, you're like, okay, this is a linebacker. This is an offensive lineman taking head shots every play for years yeah, and like years. Yeah, a car crash. Like you're mm-hmm. in a car crash every play. And the wide receiver, we feel, is more of a, you know, dainty, fast, maneuvering kind of guy. And they do take shots, but it's not consistently yeah. every single play um so that i find i find interesting and scary look i i i'm a dad of uh four girls and i'm kind of glad that that decision's kind of out of my hands you know my i don't have a son that can go play football and that's scary i have um what we jokingly call my stepson and he plays football and he takes some big hits He, he 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 caught a horrible punt uh kickoff one time and got hit helmet to ribs he broke a rib he was, he, he almost uh, punctured his lung. Like it's very dangerous. And I'm kind of glad that I don't have to have that decision. Cause I want my, you know, I would want my kid to play football. I would loved it. But at the same time you go, is it worth the risk? Cause if you're not making yeah. the NFL or yeah, health, and how many, and, and, and even and how college many, now that are getting paid, yeah. then is and, it really and how worth many, it?
0: How many people really have, I mean, you watch all these kids and how good they are and, and, there's no promise that you're going to make the NFL. There's no promise you're going to make division one and get these, get these, you know, marketing deals. And, and so, I mean, to go and put your body through that on a daily basis and, and, you know, um, I mean, I remember when I played high school football, uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but I looked back and and there was a couple times where, where I got knocked around and, and dazed and, um, you know, missed, missed a couple days of school from the vomiting and the sensitivity to light. And you didn't realize what that was from when you were 16 years old, 15, 16, 17 years old, but that's exactly what it was is is you had a concussion and, and, um, but that wasn't talked about. I mean, it wasn't even a thing back in the nineties when, when I went to school. Um, so, um, these guys now they try to make the game a little safer, but it appears that that these things are still happening and they're happening obviously at a severe rate still um so that's that is, scary that man. is and, and, and they, very scary and very they, sad they, in the n f l the n f l has to take very much close eye on this and and try to make some bigger bigger steps into to padding and and um Eliminating kickoffs and eliminating some of these plays that that um Full cause speed. these bones, yeah yeah these running down the field the punt returns and all that just just I don't know start don't to know the ball, ball twenty five
1: there you go boom let's go yeah it, right. that
0: works for kickoffs but I mean if you punt you can't just be like well you automatically get it I mean you have blocked punts and and, <laughs> yeah. and special teams like that but i mean and you know
1: a lot of the times now that they move the football up on the kickoff a lot of times the kickers kick it it is out of the end is. zone it's kind of um you might as well man, just start these, playing these, these over the top
0: head on head helmet to helmet collisions um I know nobody wants to get ejected from a game from spearing and and helmet to helmet and stuff like that, but that's going to be a That's going to be a rule. The NFL is really going to have to monitor and really have to keep a better eye on because these guys are going to end up, all of them are going to end up, you know, um, Jim McMahon can't even like he can barely function. He drives around and and he has to keep his address, his home address in his in his phone GPS to figure out like there's times that he's got to hand his phone off to somebody and go, hey man, can you get me home? Like I can't remember where I live, and and it's just so sad that that guys that that you watch play the game growing up and and they can't even function now. They can't even you know. Um, right can't even move can't even have a family life can't you know that's why these guys are retiring at at 33 years old you never heard guys retire at 33 and and calvin johnson's retiring and barry sanders is retiring and and Demarius thomas is retiring and all these guys are retiring at 29 and 30 years old because they made their money and they're getting out where they still maybe maybe still have a life of some kind and and man it's just crazy sad stuff all right, so on to um, the, the worst slump. Joey, the, mm-hmm. Joey Gallo, maybe the worst slump in Major League Baseball history. Here's a guy who came into Texas and was known for really one thing, and that was hitting the long ball. And his first season, I mean, I'll never forget his first game. The first game, he hits the first shot, and it goes to the base of the wall, and they thought it was a home run, and they set the fireworks off. Chuck Morgan went and hit the button and set the fireworks off because it was just an absolute rocket off his bat. And he's doubles and homers, and and when he hits a hold of one, the ball's in the next stratosphere. I mean, the guy can hit the ball as hard and as far as – Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge and anybody of the rest of these guys. But he's got a huge loop in his swing that obviously entire Major League Baseball has figured out. Over the month of June, he hit 138 and struck out 33 times. 33. There's a stat I saw the other day that in the last three years of his career, Tony Gwen stuck out a total of thirty two times. And in the month of June, Joey Gallo struck out more times in the month of June in the Little League ballpark <laughs> than Tony Gwen struck out the very last much so. three years little of league career. That is insane. How long are the Yankees going to stick with this guy before they just cut, bait and go? We can't do it anymore. And the best part about it is, when you look in the lineup, Joey Gallo's name is in there every day. Every day, bro. What? Who is running? If I'm Aaron Boone, I'm go over there next to the Gatorade jug and take a seat. You're not playing. You can't hit your way out of a wet paper sack right now.
1: Uh, they may. i sure they. They should probably send him down. Uh, I don't he know l- if he has any
0: options. <clears throat> I'm going to have to look at that because to me, that has to be the reason they're not sending him down. Is you've got to get this guy. You've got to send this guy to some hitting guru. If if I'm the hitting coach for the Yankees, you're going to get me fired because I can't fix you. Look,
1: when he was here, we loved him. He didn't hit one thirty-eight. He didn't strike out thirty-three times no. a month. No, we we loved him here. We we as Ranger fans tend to overhype our players and want to pay them, and I'm glad we didn't. But come back to Texas, Joey, because one, Joey Gallo does not like a spotlight. Okay, Joey Gallo. I said that will from never. The he he refused to bat fourth and third in, in the Rangers lineup because he doesn't want the spotlight. He wasn't going to do good when he was trading away the Yankees. I said he's not going to do good with all the pressure on him, especially now that the Yankees are winning and um, looks like to be one of the best, if not the best, teams in baseball. There's a lot of pressure on him. He doesn't do well with pressure. Now, I always thought when he was here, that shift, he hits another in the shift 20 billion times a year. When that shift is up next year and he can't, their shift can no longer be played I think he will be valuable, so he will be able to get on base better and, and do better. He's in a slump right now. And, and, and but right he needs now to, he's not even he needs contacting to find, the
0: ball. Like, well, I know. I, I think
1: that's – he's not comfortable where he's at. He's Something's missing. I think um, I think he s- can still be a good player, but but not the max – superstar that he thinks that they that that they thought he was when he left defensively, here
0: defensively he was he's always been good. oh his rocket he's of a, an arm bro he's got a rocket arm he's accurate he can run down fly balls he plays a pretty solid left field he even played center for a while while he was here and and it, to me he's a he's a really nice guy and he's laid back but you're right the the new york media the pressure from the Bronx, and now the fact that we're winning, but we're not going to beat teams like the Astros. We're not going to beat teams like the deal if we don't have guys that hit. And, I mean, I think he's just feeling the – he's absolutely feeling the the microscopic pressure that he's mm-hmm. under. And the guy's under a microscope, and he's folding. And, and um, I think maybe – I don't even think – I don't even think that the Yankees, you know, the trade deadline's coming and I just don't even think they could get anything for him in the way he's playing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, I mean, maybe if you're the Rangers and you want him back, go offer something small for him because they
1: probably well, would take anything. Let, to- let me put this in the perspective for you. Rugio doors is, is hitting is batting better than Joey Gallo. And Ruggio door is another guy that, that, um, uh, Came from the Rangers. That was one of the worst second base basemen in base, Major Leagues. Who we thought was amazing. That was an absolute, you know, liability
0: on second base. He the best hit he ever game. had
1: was punching. Uh, yeah. What's space in the, to right in the yeah, face? Yeah, right in the face. That's his best hit. That got him paid here in Texas, and yeah. we were regretting that contract. I was, that
0: contract. I was we there were, when that happened.
1: No, you are not. I swear. I. That can't. is sick.
0: I that was is awesome. On the third base side and watched it happen.
1: I was at my brother in law's house and yeah, my phone kids. Blew up my kids like, were
0: like oh. bored and ready to go home. And then that happened, and they're like, Is there gonna be another fight?
1: <laughs> You're like, this doesn't happen very often. This doesn't kids. and Listen, then
0: they drilled Prince Fielder, and I'm like, Well, maybe. <laughs>
1: maybe. Hold on. They're having to hold it back on the bench. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so um so yeah, yes. That's how bad um, it is. It's off the rails it, for Joey Gellow. Yes. I mean,
0: it's a very, very sad situation, and it's probably one of the biggest slumps in Major League Baseball's ever seen. It used to be 200 was what they called the Mendoza line. Well, now 200, it doesn't even come into some of these guys. I mean...
1: It's a, that's the average. There's audience. teams <laughs>
0: with multiple teams with multiple guys hitting yeah. under 200. You used to never see one. If you were under 200, you were going to the minor leagues or getting cut. Now you got guys that are leading off hitting 212. Uh, you know what are we doing? Um, it's it just it's a different game, and and we'll see if the shift helps him out and and um, and gets him any kind of of relief. But um, right now, uh, if you don't get the bat on the ball, it, it, the shifts, the shift's not don't matter. matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't. So,
1: there's something. There's something missing. There's something mechanically in, in the
0: that they, they have to get figured out. Whether they get it figured out at the minor league leather, whether they take the the hitting coach and takes him off to the side and gets a few games off and puts him in the cage and works on something different, he's got to figure it out because I mean he's gonna be he's gonna be cut. Uh, you know, now if he does, I hope he. I hope for Gallo, being the the player that he is, he catches on somewhere. But um,
1: someone will take him. Someone will take him. So I have a feeling. I have a feeling the Rangers will pick him back up.
0: But that to me was just a, a, a mind blowing statistic. Was was he struck out more times in a month than Tony Gwynn stuck out the last three years of his career? All right. So now to a story we've been talking about for. Oh, I don't know. Eight months it feels like a what feels <laughs> like a year. Um, wow. The Brittany Griner situation. She's under. She's currently under trial in Russia for the CBD canisters or cartridges that she's had. That the- we don't think is a big deal, and and the Russians seem to think that we can give her a decade in prison. Well, we haven't heard really a lot from her. We heard that she tried to make a phone call to her wife and the embassy messed that up because there was nobody there to connect the phone call on the other end and everything like that. Well, she's written a letter to President Biden and just America in general that basically says, I miss my wife, I miss my family, I miss my teammates. And... If I voted anything, for you. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, if there's anything you can do to get me out of here, can we? Can we really do that? Um, I think Brittany Griner sees the handwriting on the wall that she's not coming home anytime soon, and she's scared. And this has become oh, a very big reality. That if we don't come in there with SEAL Team 6 and do some night ops and and snatch Brittany Griner out of the Russian prison she's in or trade her for the Executioner of Doom or whatever.
1: Whatever, <laughs> like, that, or, whatever, whatever.
0: that cat's name is that, that they want to trade her for. Um, I, I think she's starting to realize that this is going to be her life Home for the next decade. Um, if did, if we don't go and and pull some diplomatic power and and go get her out of there,
1: did you see how much she was caught with? That they came out with it. Point seven like of a gram is how much she had. It's not it's a lot. I mean, I'm not a CBD canister
0: um, expert. But point, but it's not even a,
1: it's not even one point something. It's a point of a seventh of a gram. OK, yeah, they said now this is the funny, not the funny part. None, none of this situation is funny. Let me let me back things. The weird part about this is they said in Russia that is usually a fine or up to four months in prison. So why are you trying to hold Brittany Griner for 10 years if convicted? Why has she already been in there over four months? This Putin says it's not a hostage situation or whatever. This is total. They're totally keeping her. They think that Brittany Griner is more important to us than she but really she, is. Yes, and I, so I'm just being real, guys. I'm not trying to be mean. Obviously, to her wife and her family, she means yes. the world. And, and, and that's not what we're, and what we're talking about. What we're talking about is as a as a bargaining chip for a head. for a, uh, uh, so a terrorist. They want a terrorist. A, yes. Yes. They want they a terrorist want... relieved. And they want Bernie Griner, and it's just like I don't know if that's really worth it. I guess that's yeah. what it comes down to. I guess I don't know. So, and,
0: and it's worth it to her family, and it's worth it to her course. kids and, and her and, teammates, and you know, teammates and all that. Probably stuff.
1: the WNBA. But um,
0: here, here's my problem. <clears throat> here's a woman who didn't want the national anthem played at her basketball games and you didn't want the national anthem played at your basketball games and you're non-patriotic and you're not, you know, supportive of your country, but now you're in a bind and you want the country in which you didn't want to support and represent to come bail you out. And as former military, That to me is where I have to draw the line and say, I'm sorry you're in this situation and I'm sorry you didn't pay attention to what was in your bag. But if you don't want to support the country and support the flag and you want to disrespect all that, then I can't justify putting my guys at risk. Or putting the country at risk to to let go the terrorists of doom over here to to bring you home to your wife and kids because now now that you're in trouble, America's important. It wasn't important a year ago when you were playing basketball and you said that the national anthem just shouldn't be played and we don't need to have the flag and we don't need to have we just want to play basketball just just keep all the the country out of it well we're keeping the country out of it Brittany. um (laughs) Uh, we're we're not gonna come get you so um i understand that's probably not the popular take but um it is that that
1: that, that is a take and look
0: you know um you you, you can't you can't not not be political one minute and then you want to be political the next
1: I tend, I, I tend to agree with that same, that same thought. It's it's like the same people that say, you know, screw the police. But then when, when something goes wrong, who do they call? They call the police. It's it's like, ah, look, I'm fine at bringing Brittany Griner home. I just don't want to release a, a all-killing terrorist. Top-level to
0: terrorist to do No, it.
1: because how many lives is he going to kill if he's released? And it's like, well, look, that's for Joe Biden to sit on his but and figure that out. It's not. It's not my my thing. As we could do is, and, and all we can do is say that sucks, Brittany. Hopefully, you get home sooner than later because no one deserves this. Um, but no, because it is what it it's is. hundred I mean, percent.
0: It's a hundred percent. If this wasn't going on and we weren't putting sanctions against Russia and all this stuff, then she wouldn't be over there they had have slapped her on the wrist. They'd have taken her canisters. They'd have thrown them in the trash, and she'd have gone out about her business. We never heard this story. It was the timing of when she went and, and what was going on and everything like that. And I so, think this, I mean,
1: really, if this, if if, if, they, if they want to do something about this in the future, you stop going to Russia. Yeah. You stop going to Russia to play games. You stop going to Russia, and that's stop all supporting them. You stop that's you all. Stop sending, stop sending, you know, uh
0: deal over there. You stop the hockey you stop all of it you know and and so yeah 100% um so that's a sad story but that's the update on it um
1: all right Craig all well, right. I'm going to I'm going to do this I'm going to introduce this next one since it's your segment it's called yes, Craig's hockey hattrick and I, it's a little weird if you introduce your own segment so Craig's hockey Hat Trick coming up with some NHL news okay
0: There has been a ton more news now than almost all playoffs long. Um, The San Jose Sharks hire Mike Greer as their GM. And that name, I mean, people go, who's Mike Greer? Uh, Well, this is a significant hire because it's the first African-American GM in NHL history. Um, It's there's only been a couple players that have been African-American in the NHL. There's been really no coaches. There's been no front office. It's just hasn't been the sport that has been known for that to be a, a popular position for, for these, these coaches and, and deals. So I'm very excited to see what this guy does and how he does and, and given the chance, um, to to turn around what was a very good franchise who's kind of fallen on some hard times. San Jose, when they first came in the league, was was one of the best hockey teams around. Oh, growing and, up as, a, as, as the,
1: a kid, they were. I was like, yes, Man, this team is good. And this and team's growing up, talent. the San Jose
0: Sharks were a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, hopefully, this guy can rebuild this team back to where it was. Now, there's been two coaching hires. And it's it's just so funny that you hear this. The last two guys that have coached for the Dallas Stars have both gotten jobs. Yeah. Um. Jim Montgomery is going to be the new coach of the Bruins, and last which I didn't time think he would get him,
1: a new job. I didn't think hundred percent,
0: hundred percent. He he. This he, he was here. He was in Dallas. We were happy. We were winning. Everything was thing, and then all of a sudden, overnight, it was like, ah, uh, he's got to go. What do you mean he's got to go? hush? They were hush-hush,
1: well, really hush-hush. Yes, very hush-hush.
0: There still, to me, was never whether or not it was gambling or whether it was not he had an affair with somebody in the front office or alcoholism. Alcohol. There it could was, be all was, of it. There was a <laughs> hundred different, different little secret maybe things, that, but nothing ever came out. The guy just kind of went went dark, you know, went, went away for, for a season and a half. And and are two seasons, and now all of a sudden he reemerges, and he's the coach of the the, the Boston Bruins. And um, I, I just, I mean, I wish the guy the best. If that's if he's if he's got all his his life priorities figured out, and and uh, because he was a good coach here. But the, um, the
1: the only the only other coach in the history of coaching that has a faster playbook to get out of dodge is Urban Meyer, <laughs> Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh, but other than that, you know,
0: other than that, uh, I mean, so yeah. So I was shocked to see that. And then the other one is shocking because, uh, Dallas just let this guy go and Rick bonus and he goes back to Winnipeg where he's been before. And, and Hey, I'm the head coach again. And it was kind of a hug, Huh?
1: seems like a soft tire.
0: Yeah, I mean I guess uh but he was a soft hire here and and yeah. then he takes the team to the you know cup in the in the in the bubble and and that's why he saves his job. Um so bonus goes and is the head coach for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh Monty goes and and gets a head coaching deal for the Bruins and um Dallas gets what I think is a solid guy, you know, uh, there's been different things of how he handles goalies and how he does things, but, but he, he wins. He's been in, he took a team that was an expansion team and took them to the the cup. I just can't, can't say enough about when you take a team that, that you pull one player from here and one player from there and you build a little makeup franchise um, and you take them to the cup their first year that that's got to be some of the coaching has to be involved in that. Some of the camaraderie and the team and the and Leader, being able to get guys yeah. to play together leadership. Um, that, yes, that true, yeah. That has to be, you, you just don't win as much as the Vegas golden Knights won, and, and not be a good head coach. Um, so there's that, um, also, the other thing is the draft, the NHL draft, which is probably not anywhere near as popular as the NFL or NBA or MLB. Um, but these guys play faster than, than the only team, the only draft that, that a team drafts a player and they become more of a, a instant help to your regular pro team is is the nfl the nfl has has guys that play that get drafted now and they play this year and the NHL is kind of similar you don't see guys that have to go play in the minors and there's some of them that do but a lot of these guys that get drafted in the top 10 or top 15 are going to be on your roster this year
1: that's good and to know. So, I, didn't, I didn't know that because Major League um, Baseball draft is pointless. I mean, they don't go, they don't, no, you don't, you, you don't see here, this guy, see guy for, for five
0: years, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, uh, okay. you know, it's a, it's a decade before you see that guy. Um, so um, that will be interesting to see right now. The Canadians are, are, have the number one pick and they still don't really know who they're going to pick. Um, the only thing I'm concerned about is I read a story the other day that there's some guys from Russia that are being sent back over to Russia and either forced to sign with their Russian team or forced to go into the Russian military and, and kind of being drafted. And the only way to avoid being drafted into the Russian military is to play hockey over in Russia. So... Right now, it only affects one. There's only one NHL player that's been affected by it. But I'm wondering that these kids that are in the draft, if they're
1: let them go, let them if leave. they're
0: going to let them go play hockey, and that could be a huge thing because other than Canadian guys, guys that live up in Canada and play this sport as a, as a living. Russia is is the Russian and the Ukraine and and over there in that part of the world are are your huge name hockey players. Yeah. Um so this could be that that war that that is affecting the world could very much affect the NHL draft and the NHL wholeheartedly in itself because if these Russian players start to get plucked out of the league or
1: they start to get upset well, I mean, what what happens if they say no they're wanted in russia oh well you just don't go back right i mean i mean that might be hard said and done because he got i, I don't know family over I, there, I but... mean, yeah
0: I, yeah i don't know the situation uh i i think the way that this guy got plucked is maybe in the offseason he went back and visited family and then they kind of snatched him up uh is what it sounded like when i read the article um but it's something that we're going to have to keep a very close eye on is to is to the That's Russian true, government yeah. um, affecting American sports by not by, by making these guys go into the draft or go into yeah. to play play hockey over in Russia to avoid um, that. And so you may lose some very big name stars in the NHL or some very big rookies that are being drafted. These guys that have worked their whole career to be drafted may not be able to be drafted because of this new new draft implemented, you know, military draft or whatever that, that these guys are having to deal with. So um, that's it for the hockey. We now go into the... End of the favorite part of our show of what's in our locker, and I will let you go first with that.
1: Well, not much, not much since Friday. Um, I'm I'm running a I'm running a pretty good. I mean, I guess a good easy route. I don't know. I'm I'm doing my job. I'm I'm gonna have a, a low paycheck next week. I actually got off on Saturday this week, so. I don't know how I pulled that string, but I was able to get off this week. Um, we got Austin's birthday party for his daughter uh, Saturday. I'm going to. Um, other than that, I ain't got much. The oh, okay, this is something. NBA 2K has come out with who's going to be on the cover of this next year's game. As you see that. Mm, I didn't see who it was. I I
0: I think I, I know who it should be, and that's who probably John ja, probably John ja Morant.
1: <laughs> oh, guess who it is? It's Michael Jordan. And I kid oh. you not. Because it's right. it's NBA 2K. Oh, it's an anniversary <laughs> edition. It's 23.
0: Oh okay.
1: But look, look, you could have left Michael jo- Jordan off the cover. You should have given it to someone to be relevant in today's game. You could have given it to John Morant. You could have given it to the Joker. Uh, You could have given it to Steph Curry. You could have I, – I don't know. You know, they're still holding on to Michael Jordan. It is what it is. But I saw something else, though, that Michael Jordan is the only NBA player in the game or only player in the game to have a 100% overall. Like his stat, he's a 100% rating. So they're doing that for him. But I, I thought they could have been more relevant with who they picked – but that's just me. Um, other than that, Craig, that is all I got, man. Not much going on over here. What's what's up with you this week?
0: Oh, been a pretty re- easy week. A lot whole lot more laid back than last week. Oh um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, tomorrow's kind of a big day. Um, my youngest son goes and gets his permit to drive a motor vehicle tomorrow. Same um, for our and so drive around
1: texas yeah so
0: (laughs) while that makes every bill in my household go through the roof um car insurance and gas prices and another vehicle and everything like that um it's something that that is very exciting i remember when it was my turn to to start to drive and start to go out and get a job and, and work and go to school and he's big into the band. And, and so um, he gets to now take himself to, to summer camp because my work schedule doesn't allow me to, to be here during the day to take him to these camps and everything like that. So he gets to do that. And when he wants to go, um, play ultimate frisbee with his friends on you know a night uh i don't have to stay up till nine o'clock to go get him and and um things like that but with that responsibility also comes the worry of driving down texas roads and dealing with the people that we deal with on a daily basis and Mm -hmm. the things we see on a daily basis so trying to teach him from the professional standpoint of what we do on a daily basis and what we see on a daily basis is going to be my job for the next couple weeks because, um, he's got two weeks before he takes his, he gets his permit tomorrow and then he has two weeks before he takes his driving part of his, his, um, he's taken the written part already and passed that but he has to take the driver's part of it and and you hope that he doesn't get one of these instructors that you know puts a cup of coffee on the dash and says don't spill it you know <laughs> and and yeah um you know you you hope that that um he he gets somebody that's laid back and and because he's he's very he's a very mild mannered kid he doesn't you know like handle people yelling and hollering and and you know freaking out and and he just doesn't do well with all that kind of stress and and so um it it'll be a big situation for him to go over there tomorrow and get that done and and so I'm going to leave work early um come in in the morning and then leave about nine o'clock nine thirty, and go take him over there at ten forty-five. And hopefully by the end of the day, we have a permitted Texas driver to, to cart me around. Um, so, um, that's about all, um, the week is, is much more even keeled. Um, I was done by noon today and, and, back at the yard and, and I think tomorrow will be, you know, the early day because of the the thing. And then we have Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Um, But um, no, it's just, um, it's a big time for him and, and he starts his senior year. And uh, so I felt it was time that, that I needed to be there and, and get him through that and and get him situated tomorrow. So uh, I'm glad I was able to do
1: it. That's good. That's good. Yep. Yep. That's big time for, uh, for uh, a young teenager. I remember getting my car back in the day, getting my permit and able to drive and driving everywhere, um, wherever I could for, for no reason. It'll actually be Uh kind
0: of cool because when I get the truck that he's going to drive fixed, um, and get the new battery put in it and get the inspection and registration redone on it. Um, it'll be, my dad drove that truck. I drove that truck and now he's going to drive it. So, um, nice. it'll, it'll be, it'll be pretty, pretty special for, for that to be handed down, um, again. And, and for us to, to, to keep that, um, in the family and keep if that going. If he can keep so. that
1: going, that'll be, that'll be impressive. Four generations. Yeah. Yeah. What, so, what kind of truck do we got going here? <laughs>
0: 2005 brand? Chevy Colorado, and it's
1: there? probably
0: in the best shape of its life, you know? <laughs> um, so, um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what we got going on my end. Well,
1: that's good. That's a, a milestone for him. Um, so, yeah, teach him the, uh, the professional driving way and not just yeah. the – Not just go out here and,
0: you know, drive it as fast as the wheels fall off. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that's going to be it for tonight. We'll be back Friday with Jeff and me and Brian. We're going to have a top 10 NFL list, um, kind of a preseason ranking of uh, your NFL teams. And uh, that'll be interesting to see three of us and see what kind of difference in opinions we have on – where we think the NFL teams rank with some of the moves they made in the offseason. season. And um, we'll also cover any more headlines. If we have any Deshaun Watson news or NBA free agency, if there's any Durant news or Kyrie news or anything to that effect, we will cover that Friday night. Normally try to get on around seven central, as close to seven central as we can on Friday night. And it'll be me and Brian and Jeff on Friday night. So until then, be safe and God bless and keep it outspoken.